Hello, welcome to the Future of Dermatology podcast. Today we have a very interesting topic to talk about, and I'm so glad to have our guest with us, Dr. Maria Buth, who is an MD, PhD, pediatric dermatology fellow at Rady Children's Hospital, UCSD. It's so great to have you here, Maria. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, and the, what we were going to discuss is actually something a little bit different, but extremely important. And I'll just put a little bit of background. So last year we had, in August, we had our San Francisco Derm Society, big um, eczema symposium, large meeting in Napa, which was really fun. I think we all had a great time. And then one of the things that we did at the conference was introduce a kids club, which basically meant a place for the children of the attendees to go to ages, we limited to ages three of three to 12. Um, and then we had specialized licensed teachers in there with different activities and all these fun things. So the kids, mostly from the Saturday, they were there in the morning doing all sorts of fun stuff. In the afternoon, I think about two or three, went back to their parents, rested a bit. And then we went back to the kids club, like I think six to 10, I want to say. Um, and then that's that was during the, the when we had our gala. So the parents got to party. The kids had like a movie movie night. The fun thing in the morning was the morning was very much whoever registered came. It was very controlled. In the um, evening portion, it was funny because the teachers were telling me they're like, bunch of kids are showing up. So I think other parents who maybe didn't know about the kids club were like, there's a kids club. And then so like the the movie night was just like packed. <laughs> and I think it even extended younger than three and past 12. And I think the kids had an amazing time. So then me and Maria were talking about it. And, and, and you can, I'll let you kind of take away too, Maria, about your, your thoughts and your comments of it. But we've been talking more and more about it after the event um, and how important these things are at educational conferences. So I won't talk too much. I'll, I'll, I'll pass it on to you. I just, I'd love to hear your initial thoughts when you came to the conference and, um, and when we kind of talked about this concept. Thank you very much. Uh, I was absolutely amazed by this initiative. I think it's so important and unique uh, to attract more and more uh, young physicians and make them available uh, to attend conferences and really being exposure to all the like normal treatments and everything that is ultimately going to improve patient care. I personally have two young children and I was lucky enough to have uh, a support system at home where they could, uh, I could still attend the conference, uh, but my two co-fellows, they were not in a similar situation. So they were not able to, uh, you know, to ex being exposed as I did to everything that is going on in our, um, in dermatology and then to really like internalize this new information and learn. So I I really like applaud you for that initiative and I really wish that more conferences will uh will follow the example uh that you said because uh again there is probably like none more receptive to novel uh treatment and new ways to improve patient care than young physicians who will be the one that usually will have like younger kids and that will benefit the most from those initiatives. And I have to thank you actually, because this was sort of where we're like, let's give it a try and see how it goes. And with anything new, you're not quite sure how it's going to go. So there's like a little bit of anxiety before any new initiative 
of how it actually develops. A couple of things I was really, really excited about were like you coming up to me, a few of our other kind of colleagues coming up to me saying exactly that. It was so great to kind of hear validation of what our group thought was going on, which is the younger group who are parents are not getting out to as many of these events, which are crucial in your early career development. Whether you're a resident or just early young physician, um, when your kids are just the youngest, you're just basically in it with the kids. It's so intensely hardcore, the, the childcare aspect that um, you just don't make it out. You do your main job and that's probably hard enough. And it's so hard to get to these live events where the information is, the ever-changing information is presented, but also all the networking happens. So in a way, like the years of your that you're out and you should be developing everything, there is this huge giant hurdle, this like challenge that like I don't think we've been addressing for years. So I just, you know, it, it, it was it felt so great that others and you and others can set, set that same sentiment of like, yes, this is a real phenomenon. It's not in your head <laughs> said that um, that that is a barrier. And. Also, something else that I was very impressed with uh, this initiative was the quality of the kids' club, um, and like that was not just a place where uh, you know, like you can just like drop off your children and do and do your, like go and do your networking, but that was actually a way to that would promote bonding between the children, but also like. Uh, very intellectually stimulating activities with science experiments and I mean that's something that I would have wanted to participate when I was a kid probably uh, and and then it also promoted the bonding among parents so it, it was just such a good good idea and there's so many aspects and I think that we should like we have a duty to really like put the word out there um and uh, really raising awareness of how impactful this can be. That, that's so great to hear. And yeah, that actually raised the second point too. Like I was just so happy that everybody thought it went well and they felt comfortable that their kids were there. Um, I also have three little ones. So I kind of have a little bit in that psychology of knowing when you feel comfortable where you're leaving your children and when you're not. And plenty of situations have happened where you show up to something and it's called childcare and you're kind of like, okay, maybe I'll go do what I have to do for 10 minutes, but I'm coming right back and picking them up. That does not look like a good place to stay. Um, and I don't even necessarily mean safety wise, just kind of in the sense of, are they going to be bored? Are they going to be entertained? So that was one of the things that was really important to us. Um, and also the three teachers that were there are all credentialed teachers um, not just, you know, people you kind of just hire to uh, just watch children, but they really are credentialed, meaning they can help with academics and developing programs. One of them was specifically a special ed teacher as well, because it was also important to us to have an inclusive setting. Um, I did have one parent who reached out and said, hey, I kind of want to you know, come, but I'm a little worried about my, I think one of their younger sons, they said, you know, he has a little bit of a few things going on. He's a little rambunctious, usually in these settings where he doesn't know people doesn't do great. So maybe we shouldn't. And I kind of gave the feedback of, you know, we do have one person who does this every day. They're, you know, a special education teacher. So give it a try. Leave your phone number if things aren't working out. 
And I think, you know, that family told me afterwards that that teacher just did so well with their son just because he knew what to do. It wasn't just a person who's like never dealt with, you know, a child's tantrum or, you know, different things. So the staff were really qualified. That was an important point. The second thing, like you mentioned, we really wanted activities for them. So we had like a derm path section. There was like microscopes and they were looking at it was just things like bugs and things like kids kids would care about. Um, we asked all the kids what they liked beforehand and kind of made sure there was some activity that each kid could kind of relate to. Um, and then the nighttime one was just like a giant party. I think they just had fun. There was candy and party favors. And they were just like, and then the Sunday, I mean, kids woke up the next day and they're like, do we go back to kids clubs? I'm like, okay, that's a good, that's a good sign. That's, that's a, a good, good sign. Yes. <laughs> um, that's always a good sign. And then you're right. The one thing I really didn't think about was the kids in there actually meeting each other and making friends. I mean, of course, when you put a bunch of kids together, that could happen. But I didn't really even think about that, right? So the kids just like really became friends. They knew each other. And I was like, how cool is that? Because we're kind of similar cohorts, especially geographically, that go to these geographic conferences. What if the kids get to know each other every year? And then like every year they're, you know, growing up together and they become lifelong friends. Um, it just, there's things you don't even think about implications of doing these things. But you know, we're all kind of a, a, a group and colleagues. Why shouldn't our kids kind of get get to know each other as well? So one of the other aspects that uh, we briefly uh, touched base, um, and in order to make it more sustainable for the future, uh, not just for this conference, but for any other conference, was to really go and look into the cost um, and see how that will compare um, like compared to the other uh, costs associated with conferences and finding ways to make it more sustainable. And from what we uh, like truly like discussed after analyzing all the data, that was not a substantial amount of the budget. I don't know if you want to like uh, comment more about that. I think that's really important. That was such an important point that you brought up. I think afterwards we kind of we we basically talked about what a great thing it was, and then you were just so analytical with coming up with the different ways of looking at it, which was amazing. So one of the things you helped me kind of take a peek at was yeah, like let's take a look at how much it cost in total, how much was the whole conference. I think I forget exactly the percentage, but I think it was less than like one percent. Like it was basically we what we came up with was pretty much compared to every other thing, it was like a neg negligible cost, like maybe even less than, you know, the coffee station plus the cookie, you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't like a um, make or break type of type of budget, but yet it made such a huge impact. So if you kind of look at, and then the other thing we thought about for this conference, we didn't charge the parents and we didn't, um, you know, get specifically sponsorship for the kids club, but it, I'm guessing in the future, it's absolutely an avenue where it could be another place where a conference could have a place for sponsorship. And I think whatever the sponsorship amount ends up being, I'm sure will more than cover for the actual kids club. So if a conference is being run like a business, SF Durham is really different where we're kind of educationally based, but let's say one is built around a business, I'm sure would actually probably even make more than, than the cost. So that was a really good point in that it's not cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the exposure that um, that even uh, like conference sponsors will get from again young physicians that would otherwise not be able to receive that exposure, I think that 
that's also priceless in a way. Because, for example, those are also probably the same physicians that may not be able to attend um, dinners or um, that, again, may have other limited opportunities to uh, be presented with new data uh, on novel treatment for the patients. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, You're right. It's like the same group who is like out in hiding, just taking care of their children. So they're just like the conferences. There's probably dinners and things like that that they're just probably not getting to as much. So access to this group is actually valuable because otherwise you can't find them. <laughs> they, they finish clinic and they run off to pick up their kids. So it was, it was, yeah, that was it was really kind of cool going through all, all of the different factors. Um, another thing we talked about is, of course, this is if you look at it in a simplicity, it's okay, it's a kid's club, it's a place where your kids go. But when we look at, you know, issues of not only, you know, women, I would say men and women, all parents, but some what we know that childcare can be a little bit skewed towards women. So when you look at inclusivity and having women, you know, get higher in their positions, um, get kind of higher up roles within academics, things like that. If you really look at it structurally, there are all the huge kind of things everybody looks at, at pay differences and legislation to protect women. And they're like these big problems that people tackle. I think in a cool way, going the other way and just tackling these little problems will have snowball effects. So in theory, and I don't know the data, but I presume that we could probably, if we looked it up, you could probably see that maybe a, a young female physician might not make, to, make it to as many conferences, maybe in the first few years or maybe for five to 10 years of when they have kids. That's also the years where you're the youngest and you know, kind of making your career. So if you're not going to these conferences, you're not networking, you're not writing the papers, you're not getting the right contracts, then that snowballs into you probably won't get that next promotion and you know, so on and so on. So it's it's almost like it, I, I don't you know, not that these little initiatives are going to fix everything, but they're to me, I think there's a step in the right direction. It's sort of just let's allow you Absolutely. to be in the rooms where things happen. Yes, and not just that. I can give you like a very practical example. Um, for example, for just to attend the conference, if it's a local conference, I may think about even like bringing my young child. But if I have to speak at the same conference, then it becomes even more of a problem. So if I'm by myself and I also have to think about, oh, who do I leave my child uh, with um, for me to have those like 10, 20 minute, minutes on the podium? So that also affects you know, like young women, young physicians accepting um, well, like leadership roles and just piggybacking on what you were saying before. And so they may pass on like speakers opportunities um, or just even like presenting their data um, to a larger group. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, like literally just even something as simple as just showing up to like a 30 minute talk. If you don't have the proper childcare, it doesn't really happen. And then the other pieces of it, you could also say, well, you could just get a babysitter. Why don't you kind of get a babysitter? But I think there's a little bit of the psychology of the mom guild or the parent guild that happens. Let's say you're going away for an entire weekend and you have lots of babysitters, but maybe you're leaving your spouse behind. And then there's a the guilt of, well, how many times can you do that per year? And there, there are there are these other factors that kind of come, come into the decision making. Um, it's, it's not always like super clear. Well, you know, it's, 
childcare issues, get a babysitter, but it's, it's, it's a little bit more complicated, I think. Absolutely. And then like, if you just think about the cost perspective, if I'm looking at how many attendees will hire a local babysitter and then considering how much is that it would be to get uh, a couple of like, or a certain number of like teachers to handle like a much like, wider number of children, that is just from the cost point of view, it's a non-brainer for me, especially when you compare it to other costs associated to uh, running a conference. And so what I would hope for in the future is maybe uh, sponsors will consider this as a very interesting, innovative way, uh, again, to promote exposures uh, for young physicians, especially considering the cost is really minimal. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. We could actually prove that hypothesis. So our next SFDR meeting this upcoming summer, we should we should look that look around and just see, can we find a sponsor for the Kids Club? And how much value is there out there in in society and within within like the medical field of sponsoring something like that? It would just be kind of interesting, the responses we get and the kind of feedback we have. If we fi- if we have any follow up, we'll do another we'll do another session and yes. we'll talk about that. So but stay I think tuned just by even. Yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll let you we'll do a little experiment and find <laughs> out. Um, the other piece of it is actually I think it's already even since we've talked and we've talked to other people about it. It's already kind of starting to make some change. Um, like our CalDERM uh, kind of, uh, members uh, reached out to us too, reached out to SFDERM. And they have a meeting in May. They asked how we did it. I think they're going to put on a kids club. Um, and I've had another group even reach out to us. So it's locally, I think the word is spreading, which yes. is really, really cool. So hopefully we can get it more out there as well. There's been, I think we talked about this too, there's traditionally been conferences that tried to be more family friendly, like they were maybe in cool areas where people wanted to go. And so like even my coworkers, when I started to have kids, they were like, oh, go to this conference because you can take your kids and it's really fun. But I, what I found when when my kids were even younger, when I took them to these things, it kind of just meant we went to that place together and I hung out with my kids and maybe I went for five minutes to the mm-hmm. conference. Because if you don't have a game yes. plan for them, you just feel bad leaving them all day, leaving them with your spouse. So even kind of family-friendly places, I think you, you definitely just still need a place for your kids to be at the conference while you're really Absolutely. paying attention, you're, you're presenting. So, And again, what was unique about uh, the Kids Club was the, the quality of the entertainment. I mean, they actually need their path. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> Right. That's right. Yeah, we had the microscopes. We had like they were teaching them all the little skills. Maybe next year we start showing them like early surgical skills. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> hey, it's never too early. Never too early to start. But yeah, that was it was it was a really great event. And then I think we'll just kind of follow over time and see you know how how it goes. But um this just doing the event, us telling all, all our colleagues was a great first step. This podcast is another great step. Um, we're going to have publications coming around about this. That'll be another great step. So we're just here to disseminate the information to kind of remove these little barriers. And Maria, anything else you wanted to add or even outside the kids club, anything you wanted to share about what you guys are doing at the Radies Children's Hospital, anything at all? Uh, I mean, I think that there is just 
so much room for having this initiative to grow. And actually to all the wonderful listener, if you agree with this initiative, maybe you can uh, send us a comment or uh, your thoughts and maybe we can come up with a kind of a petition and then like by showing the numbers of people that would actually be interested uh, in this initiative if it was presented to the conference that they are planning to attend. Maybe that could be a way to, uh, again, promote the initiative itself and possibly convincing and making the case uh, for sponsors to promote this initiative because cost is also a factor in all of these. There are some conferences that kind of like have uh, part-time childcare, um, but the cost is on to the um, to the young physician. So that's also something to uh, get in consideration when budgeting attending the conference or not. Um, so I don't know so much room to grow to grow around this, but if you believe that this can be a good idea, like please let us know. Yeah, definitely please let us know. That that that's definitely great just to get the community around the idea. And then Maria says this is the future of dermatology podcast. We end every session with asking our guests if there's anything you see in the future of dermatology, anything you're excited about, anything you think is going to be different in the future, anything at all. It could be a comment on anything that you see. For the I'm really excited about targeted therapies. Yes, I'm really excited about all the new targeted therapies that are coming like every day uh, available for our patients and for once untreatable diseases. Uh, so like always learning, like and making sure to be up to date on the new developments, I think it's crucial because it's really revolutionizing medicine. That's a really good point too. Yeah, there's so many therapies coming out that I think it's one of the best times to be practicing dermatology, but then probably even one of the most important times to be super on top of it. Because if you kind of like blink and don't read things for three to six months, there's probably like 10 therapies that came out. That Absolutely. About. So yes, it's different than before where you could probably go to a once a year event and you were good. I think you just now it's actually the atmosphere has changed a bit too. So that's actually another really great point in general. Technology is just changing by the minute, so you sort of have to be you know, out and getting getting the most latest information. Alan, exactly. well, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for all of your support for this initiative thank and you for all the work me. you've done around it. You've built some amazing surveys, and and as we get more information about next year, if we get um, a bunch of sponsors that are interested, we'll 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 do another session as a, as a follow up of how the project is going. <laughs>